Friend Info Adventure Co. is an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome back to this show that we call Friend Info Adventure Co. Today's episode, I don't have the crew with me here for the intro, so you're not going to get very many frivolous facts. The frivolous fact, let's zoom in on Randy's place at Saloon Dion. Wednesday night is karaoke night. So come one, come all, get drunk, and sing some songs. It almost always ends in duels over who sings it better. Now with that, we're going to flash back just a little bit earlier that day. We're inside the filtration warehouse, and there's Tank Blossom standing tall, big and strong, looking out over the factory. There's these four tanks throughout the room, equal size. There's water inside of them and rocks of varying sizes. Tank is standing pretty center in the room, being able to look out. He's on this platform at the back and he's looking out at everybody. He's got his big hat on and there's eight other people with hats on and they're on like the north and south side of each of these water pools. What you see the ones down on the ground floor doing uh, on each side of the pool is that they're pushing they're pushing their hands forward and the rocks are moving towards the other side of the pool and then the other one pushes it back and they keep doing that and eventually it, it lets water through a pipe and they're just cleansing it right they're filtering the water through the use of magic and so that's what all of them are doing and then the front door swings open and in come six guards and four of them are holding Matthias, Jurgen, Cherry Bomb, and Reba. And they're saying, oh, we've got ways of making you talk. You're going to regret this. What is this, corporate espionage? Oh, you're in trouble. And then in come, they take them up to the front and Tank's saying, oh, <laughs> am I going to have some fun here? I don't know. Bastion's on his way now. Oh, man, are you kidding me? That means I'm not going to have any fun. Bastion's no fun. Wet blanket. That's what he is. And then in saunters Bastion a few minutes later. Uh, he goes up onto the platform where Tank is. And that's at this point where all the guards are. And they have Matthias, Jurgen, Cherry Bomb, and Reba there. They tied them up to chairs. Bastion orders Tank to leave. He's like, what? This is my area. I'm the executive here. I know that you're the big boss only because daddy gave you this job. He's, I don't care. You can throw your tantrum. Just go to the executive lounge, hang out there, and I'll let you know when I'm done, okay? I'm the boss. You can do it now or you can die. I don't really care either way. Very casual, very cold about it. Tank throws a little tantrum, leaves, and as he's leaving, he says, none of you stop working. The earth mages with their little hats just keep pushing the stuff back and forth. And then Bastion is walking in front of the four vault hunters back and forth, eyeing them, and he, he stops in front of Jurgen and says, what are you doing here, buddy? Huh? Came to spy on us? Uh, I, no. We didn't come to spy on you. We were just, we're just tourists. That's what we're doing here, touristing. Matthias says, it. <laughs> come on, Jurgen, you're a terrible liar. Bastion looks at Matthias and says, okay, so you're the leader of this group, are you? I guess, you know, we're, we're all equals here, but we're a team. But I guess there's got to be a capital T, and that's me. 
What does that even... That doesn't matter. That's stupid. You're stupid, aren't you? Whatever you say. Ha <laughs> ha. Let's just get this over with. No, we don't work for anybody. We're just wanted to look at what you guys were doing, you know? We wanted to get a good shake of the land. See how y'all are making the water. See how the water's made. You're kind of cocky, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. Well, uh, you don't seem that scared. So, and he pulls out a gun. What kind of gun would he have? Probably like some fancy-ass little pistol thing engraved. What's like the Borderlands equivalent of a Luger? Uh, I mean, yeah. What do Luger? Let's say black powder. It's a gift from his dad. What would be engraved on the barrel? I know, but I think his dad's a bit of a dick, so it'd be like secondhand. So it says like, congratulations, Francis, or something on it. Francis being the son that went out to war and died in the war. He was always the favorite. He pulls out a gun, shoots Jurgen right in the head. Jurgen goes limp, and then he dissolves. And then a few seconds later, uh, you hear this splash come up. And in the corner, there's a brew you cauldron right there. And some guards are waiting right by it. They grab him out of there and bring him back up there. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, wet willy time. I guess I have to make a catchphrase, guys, and I got to make it stick. This is traumatic for me. Uh, uh, they tie him back up into the same chair. Says, oh, so you guys have brew you coins. Well, this will be fun. Let's see how many traumas you all can take, huh? He aims his gun towards Reba, shoots her, and she does the same thing. Gets shot in the head. She dissolves, comes up out of there. What howdy there, folks? It's me, Reba. Oh, I have to talk in this stupid accent. Are you fucking kidding me? This is so stupid. And they're dragging her back to the table. She's like, please kill me next. He switches his gun to Matthias and says, all right, bud, this is your chance to talk. You, you want a trauma or do you want to just tell me what I need to know? Who are you working for? Matthias says, oh, I'm working for your mom. Yeah, she sent me here. Uh, just wanted me to check up on you. She's going to be real disappointed. He's shooting people? Come on. That's beneath you. And he shoots Matthias. And Matthias goes limp. And he doesn't dissolve. Yes! Screw you, Jonathan. And the other three are looking like, what the hell just happened? Bastion looks slightly surprised for a second. Like, huh, okay, well, leader's gone, I guess. Maybe you guys can die after all, huh? We're not, we don't want to die. This, you shouldn't be what happened here. That shouldn't be possible. Uh. Okay, well, are you guys in? Are you the only people? Uh, and they hesitate and he points the gun at Cherry Bomb. No, 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 no. Uh, we're not alone. We're not alone. More people are coming. Uh, they're supposed to be a secondary team. They're not that competent, but, you know, maybe competent enough. I don't know. We were sort of the distraction here. It's not working out so well for us. Yeah, it's really not. All of a sudden, the Earth Mages, one of them goes to push the rocks that are in the pool, and he transforms into a mimic. It starts, like, getting a little bit more feral, a little bit more hungry. A whole line of them are that way. And then on the other side, they try to push back, and they become mimics as well. So now these eight mages have become mimics. The guards up on the platform and Bastion are looking. Everybody's kind of looking down at them. There's guards in between. There's three guards, one positioned in between each of these tanks. And they start to get closer to the mimics. Uh, 
you guys okay? What the hell's happening here? And they're all looking around and the mimics are saying, I don't know, I don't know. I feel funny, man. I feel... And they eat the three guards. Two of them come up and they start eating the guards. And then the guards on the platforms, they're looking down. One of them's gotten close to the edge of it. And there's a mimic there and it jumps up and grabs the guard on the edge of the platform and starts eating him uh, and then one of the guards on the platform shoots that mimic and kills it the other guard sees the mimic on the other side start to come at them all feral and shoots at it and the mimics are just going crazy and starting to attack and they're approaching the platform a little bit later these mimics are there the guards are shooting up on that platform there's no guards left down below and they're just trying to hold the line there and shooting at the mimics below as they're approaching uh and they've gotten fairly close and that's when you guys come in you see six mimics you see five guards up on the platform you see bastion in the center in front of these four chairs a limp body of matthias um and then the other three vault hunters tied up on in their chairs. So wait, hang on. The mimics are attacking all of the Montpellier guards and Bastion and the mages and like all of those. Well, the mages are now the mimics. And, and they're attacking. They're heading towards that platform, kind of the overseer platform. Uh, and that's where Bastion, now five of his guards instead of six are and four, well, I guess only three of your living compatriots of Friend and Foe Adventure Co. Well, I gotta tell you, I used to hate Mimics, but these ones have really won me over. Yeah, should we just, like, go back outside and wait until the Mimics have killed all the guards? Yeah, we can let the more competent team take care of this. Yeah, and then we can just go... <laughs> we just go outside and wait for a bit. When the noise has died down, we come back in and pick off the straggler. Just mop up. Yeah. Sure. Is that what you guys are gonna do? So we all stack up on the door again. <laughs> to leave now yeah (laughs) open it casually walk out great perfect uh roll sneak checks to leave seven nine ten i got a maddie one well look who's the incompetent team now (laughs) (laughs) once again still us (laughs) still us yeah okay let's say the good boy he goes turns around to leave you know you guys are like let's just leave this and let this sort it out and he pushes on the door. You guys push to come in, but he's thinking it's just a push door, but it's a pull from this direction. And he pushes it pretty hard and loud. And four of the mimics that are like heading towards there are they're surrounding that. They notice you and turn around and start heading towards you. That's right. <laughs> they're looking real feral. Uh-huh. Roll for initiative. 19. Nine. I've got 14. I rolled a 20. You guys are pretty centered here in the entryway. You've got your the four mimics heading towards you, and they are about... The two outside ones are seven squares away, and the two inner ones, the two middle ones, are five squares away. It's good boy up first. I'm going to use that uh, the new gun that I got. Can I take out the gun? I'm going to throw it at him. Okay. Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you can. It's a fury ore, so it'll explode. <laughs> oh, will it? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Well, that's what I'm going to do then. Okay. 
Which one do you want to throw it at? So let's do the two center ones. They're separated enough that you wouldn't be able to hit both of them. The center left. You throw your new rock gun at them. Uh, go ahead and roll a d12 for that damage. Oh, it's a 12. Ooh, okay. I think I'd take it out and kind of like try and figure out how it works and then just end up throwing it at him. What did the instructions say again? So you end up tossing it towards the center left one. It hits. It does 12 points of damage. As it explodes, just rock debris goes everywhere. And then right in front of you, the ground is rock there. And this chunks, these chunks of rock come up and just form right in front of you as, as the rock gun again. Uh, and it's back in your hands. Nice. Wow, good boy. That gun really rocks. Oh, stony silence from that joke. Deserved. So next it is Tarquin's turn. Cool. I'm just going to aim at the leftmost seven square one uh, with Babs the sniper rifle. So I have got 14 accuracy of 14. I'm going to use close enough to bump me up. And I am going to do uh, 10 damage. Oh, I should say these are all fridges. They're all fridges. They're all fridge mimics. So the fridge mimic gets hit looking rough, but still going. Still gnarling, getting ready to head towards you. Cool. Anything else? Yeah. Wait, how close are they to each other? They're about like three squares away from each other. Do you know what? I'm gonna chuck, I'm gonna try one of these rare rubberized radioactive double explosive blah, 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 grenades. You don't need to roll accuracy. You, because it's rubberized, it'll just bounce until it hits them. I, I'm gonna chuck it at the same one that I shot with the sniper rifle. Uh, so that is going to do. Ugh. One damage for the first E6, and then it gets knocked back a square. Uh, oh god, another one damage for the second D6. <laughs> we'll round it up so that the splash damage isn't just a, you know, half or zero. Oh yeah, okay, cool. It's knocked back, but it is eight squares away now. That's fine. Eight is still within range for Babs. True. All right, Mercurius. All right. Talk about your fridge horror, huh? <laughs> <laughs> On it with the bad jokes today. Oh boy. Everybody cringed? All right. Uh, Which one did good boy hit? The left? Center left? Center left. Okay. I will fire upon center left with... Hmm. I'll just go straight to diplomacy this time. So accuracy roll of 14 and a damage of 11. Yeah, you hit the fridge center mass. It's looking pretty rough. A little bit of purplish blood comes out of it. Ha. Is there anything else I want to do? He's pretty close. Well, they they don't have shields. I'm not going to waste a shot grenade on it. I will do nothing. Who am I standing next to? Am I next to friends? Uh, Yeah, I would say you're you're, you're centered uh, between Tarquin and Balion. And uh, there I will remain. All right. And now it is the enemy's turn. The two center ones are going to run up right to you. And they will target Mercurius and Phaleon. They will chomp at you. The first one does 13 points of damage as it bites into Mercurius. And the other one does 8 points of damage as it chomps into Phaleon. 
Owie. Oofy Owie. And this is your shields. Your shields have recharged between the last battle. Your health is not. Oh, uh, did you, perhaps, uh, minus one damage for Phaleon? Oh, yeah, you need to do that. So seven points of damage, Phaleon. Yay! I'm helping. So now those two center ones are directly in front of you two. The one on the right was seven squares. It comes up closer. It is now two squares diagonal from Phaleon. And then the left one was eight squares. It's now three squares diagonal from Good Boy. Uh, And they both are going to lob spit. Ew. Yeah, real gross, chunky grossness in there. So the left one does nine points of damage and it hits both Good Boy and Tarquin. But Tarquin, you take one less point of damage because you're next to Mercurius. Oh, thanks, babes. Getting some mileage out of that skill today. The one on the right, it tries to do it, you know, it hasn't been a mimic for very long. It tries to spit it out, but it like gets caught and then just comes back and like hits down into the lower fridge part. Uh, it was trying to spit from the freezer part and it hits into like the fridge door part and it takes 10 points of damage to itself. Oh my god. As it like kind of corrodes itself away a little bit. Oh, poor little guy. I know the feeling. Just super embarrassed. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. This is so scary. So that was a nat one. Uh, and then on the platform behind all of this, you can see the battle raging on between the platform folks and the m- fridge mimics. And one of the fridge mimics manages to get up on top of the platform partially and chomps in, opens up that fridge door, chomps one of them and just cut in half. The legs are twitching for a second and then it it eats the upper half of the guard. And then the other one gets pretty close uh, and spits out and hits two of the guards with its saliva ball and, uh, and they take some damage. And then the other guards are shooting and Bastion is shooting at them, and they deal a bunch of damage to the Mimics, too. Uh, one of them's looking more bloodied than the other. And then it is Phaleon's turn. Middle of the episode, so I'm gonna say, Nerdvana Games, thank you for making this game. It is so great, I love it. I have the Deluxe Edition, it comes with the miniatures and the BM screen and all that fun stuff. You can just get the book or even just the PDF now. You can get all of that at nerdvonagames.com. I highly recommend it if you haven't played it yet. Even just reading through the book is so fun and funny. Thank you to all of our ultimate badasses who have supported us financially. It means the world to us. We are hoping to do some cool things with some of that money. And as a thank you, we're going to be doing some one shots and maybe explore some different systems for like two or three sessions. But those will be Patreon exclusives and... This first one that we have done is kind of a Thanksgiving-themed one-shot that I put together. In the first episode, we may release and tease for other people to hear, but then the entirety of it will be on a Patreon exclusive. We have other things coming up as well that are really, really exciting, like a guest BM that I am excited to announce uh, soon. And that one might end up being like six to eight sessions long. I'm not exactly sure yet. But it's going to be really, really fun, and you're not going to want to miss that one. 
first episode again. Eventually, we might put out so that people can hear the first episode and get a taste of it. But then after that, the rest of it will be Patreon exclusive. So, so I hope you're all excited about that. Thank you to Kyle and Char13 for doing some of our music. I have also bought a couple of music packs and put together some loops and stuff myself. But the really cool stuff is definitely from them. So thank you guys for the music. And now for a promo and the last of the Q&A with Tarquin. Are you ready to rock? More importantly, are you ready to roll? Welcome to No Quest for the Wicked, an award-winning sci-fi actual play podcast using Paizo's space opera system, Starfinder. Stow away with us every other Wednesday as four best friends explore an entirely homebrew setting in a planet-hopping adventure that plunges the crew of the Maverick into a political and cosmic conspiracy that doesn't just put their lives at risk, but the system and even the whole universe. Join Merrick, the four-armed warrior in self-imposed exile as he breaks tradition and forges his own path with a passion hotter than the desert sun. Durin, a former assassin running from his dark past hoping to make a new life for himself. And Cody, an android with memory problems, an obsession with the 80s, and a desperate need to find the boy who made him. New episodes every Wednesday on NoQuestCast.com or your favorite podcasting app. Middle of the episode, listener question again. Aramil, continuing on final player question to the players how did you come up with your vault hunter the reason why you went that way in the first place so here we go with phil talking about tarquin this tarquin was a character from the original wizard's wand adventure that we did so i started off just thinking okay well what's gonna be cool and you know like kimmy i hadn't really done TTRPGs before, and we know how it was going to work. So I just made the most arbitrary choice. I want to be an assassin, go around, kill people, fine, whatever. But then the character just sort of developed from that and the whole necromancer thing, because Tarquin has had some fairly epic fails in terms of bad roles and just failing at most things. And so I kind of liked the idea that each like cybernetic enhancement that he has, each thing, each is like a, a symbol of some epic failure. He lost his eye. Well, we don't know how he lost his eye, but something, you know, he lost his arm by Shartleby. Well, you know, it's just <laughs> the, the worse he performs, the, the more mechanical I suspect he's going to get. But I guess in terms of the character, I mean, he is 90% me. Just that's, that's how I am. But like, because I'm the only Brit and I don't know the games... So it's kind of cool that anytime I say something or I don't, you know, I say a Britishism or I do something that's not in the same sort of world as the games, Riley, you can just be like, oh, yeah, that's a New Albion thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that's how things are in New Albion. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I don't know, Taku, he's just evolved a bit into a, you know, like I've written, I've written his backstory. I've got the tattoo of the Stormheart. I've got the, I've made the stained glass window. I just, I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I do too. I feel like Tarquin is probably the quickest. That it's like people who listen to episode one. Um, whenever I've talked to people, they're always like, "I love the British guy. He is so funny. <laughs> he is so you know like that's the first person that people fall in love with, and I love it because it, he's he is he is you, and obviously I like you. You know, you're great. That's why I wanted you on this podcast. <laughs> All of you are great. That's why I wanted all of you on the podcast. But like, uh, yeah, you just have that like kind of charisma that pulls it in and you uh, you bring that to Tarquin and it makes him irresistible. Yeah, 
it's a fine line between cheeky chappy and twap. And like, I know, you know, like he clashes with Phaleon a lot because just he is a dick. I am a dick. <laughs> you sang it perfectly in that song. <laughs> I mean, you're not that much of a dick, though. You are not, like, you're not a real dick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I hope not. But, um, you know, even in terms of character progression, see, like, when was the last time I had to roll for sexism damage? See, he's learning. He's learning. I haven't done it for ages. He's growing. Yeah. He is. (laughs) Matt brought that up the other day, actually, when we were talking. (laughs) The train arc with um, Adrian Stormheart was, like, a real big sort of moment because that was a completely like that was just based on a trauma that I got wasn't it I had to flirt with the NPCs and that whole thing just happened because of that and now that's become such like a big part of Tarquin's character yeah most of the character development is not because of me it's just because of the stuff that happens in the story and I'm like okay well how how do I fit this in how do I how do I run with that I love how it really is like bouncing off of all five of us is how a lot of these characters have grown and become who they are and it's it's like a group effort it's really cool yeah i think the organic growth is that's what we're doing we're we're building a world aren't we we're we're building a you know we are a team of people building a story about a team of people yeah it's crowdsourced (laughs) it really is and that's one of the the fun parts for me as the bm is like when you guys say something offhandedly or just like in passing it's like you know what yeah that's part of it like New Albion does have vehicles, new, you know, like, or uh, random things throughout that you all have said and shaped the world is it's fun to play with you guys and your reactions to other people, to NPCs that I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll love this. Oh, they'll hate this person. And it's like, no, I can never predict what you guys, how you guys will react <laughs> to a character. It, it's a blast. So there we go. There's the answers to those questions. And uh, thank you, Aramil. Hopefully that answered that. We've got more questions that we'll do for future episodes. Back to it. Bye. 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 Bye, Bye, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Are the Mimic Fridges wearing the hats? Yes. I'm going to send Pigeon... Well, I'm going to infuse Pigeon with fire and I'm going to send him to fly through the hats, including Friginald's. So he's going to fly all the way back and get Friginald's hat. Phil, I suspect there's something about these hats. What do I roll? Roll me an insight first. Okay. Oh, dear. Uh, A nine. I'll give you a little teeny something of you took the hat, the big hat off of Frigid and nothing really happened to Friginald when you took it off. But you weren't, you didn't stick around too much longer after you took the hat either. So, very vague there, but. I still feel like I want to destroy these hats, except for mine. You have the big hat. Yeah, I look super cool. So, I fuse him. Let's call this a badass roll. Okay. Does anybody want to assist in any other in any way? With the stealing of the hats? Yeah. If I try to knock one off with my buzz axe? Sure. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, I'm probably going to shout some, like, anti-hat propaganda, like, your hats are shit. It's just maybe a few of them would be like, oh, yeah, no, actually it is, and they'll just take it off themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
If Pigeon's doing something, can I do something as well? Yes. Okay, I'm going to try and throw a grenade to knock off a hat. And are you, you're using those longbow grenades now, aren't you? Yeah. Very nice. I have no good ideas. Okay, perfect. Your target number is just 30. I got a 19 then, but I only rolled a 17, so it doesn't count as a... Okay, so it is a 19. And I rolled an 18, but not like the special one. An unnatural 18. Uh, I rolled a 17. Okay, you guys easily do this. Starting off with Tarquin doing the distraction. Hey guys, those hats are well shit. They're so last season. Where did you even get them from? The garbage? Last time I saw a hat like that, a tramp had it in front of them on the pavement trying to collect little coins. Oh, dear. Wow, yeah. Scathing. <laughs> Somewhere deep down, their human part, that stings, and you see them kind of, like, moving, hesitating to to go towards their hats, like, you know, like, they have their weird little arms. Their little tongues coming out, trying to cover up their hat. Don't yeah. Look at it. So, good boy, you're throwing your buzz axe. Um, you all rolled high enough that you just get to do what you were doing. But let's roll for damage. Am I rolling the D8s? No, give me one D8. Just give me one D8. Four. Which one are you aiming at? Wait, is there one right in front of me? I guess he's three squares away from you. That's probably the one you would aim at, right? Because you're throwing your thing. Yeah. So you're aiming at the leftmost one that's three squares away from you. You throw your buzz axe. Its tongue is going up to kind of like, oh, this looks so stupid, doesn't it? Oh, no. And your buzz axe goes and cuts through the tongue, rips the hat a little bit, uh, and it's flying through the air. Meanwhile, same time, we've got Phaleon, clenches her fist, lights Pigeon on fire. Uh, go ahead. What do you, What's Pigeon doing? Pigeon is just trying to knock over all the hats and also catch them on fire. And then he's going to fly to Friginald and do the same thing. Let's roll a D8 per hat. Okay, so one is a six. The other is a seven. The next one is a six. And the last one is a one. One. Okay, one more because you've also got Friginald, right? You're sending him back to Friginald? That's right, that's right. And a six. So Pigeon goes, flies. Do you want to describe how Pigeon does it? Uh, he's going to burn up the first three hats, not quite get, just sear the fourth hat and then fly off into the distance, you know? I just feel like on the last hat where he only got one damage, he like took too sharp of a turn when he was going back to Friginald. That's why it was only one damage. He got a little too excited. It's two damage actually because they're cloth and flammable. So they all took double damage. But yeah, the other three hats hit them, burned them up real good. Uh, And then you have that grenade, the longbow, and you are lining up that shot to hit the fourth one that that Pigeon barely hit. Yep. And I throw it and I throw it really well. Well, yeah, it's a longbow. So, you know, you could you essentially can just like hold it in the direction and aim like you just it teleports to them. It's not really teleport. It's almost like light speed type thing, right? Like where it's just like shoots right towards them. I mean, mine specifically says teleports directly to target. Okay, it does teleport. Okay, yeah. So you you hold it and then you start to toss it and it, it immediately, as soon as it leaves your hand, it teleports right to the hat. That's where you're aiming, right? Yes. 
Do I do the damage? Yeah, there's that hat midair. Go ahead and roll damage. Three. Okay. Was it any sort of element? It was cryo, right? Cryo. So is it going to slow the hat down from falling? No, but it is right next to that other, you know, the hat isn't far from the original mimic. So it's going to freeze the mimic as well. Like do a little bit of cryo damage to that mimic. Okay. We'll round it up and say it did two cryo which means that it can't move as fast. It was on fire and then the cryo happens and it like puts out that fire, but it freezes part of the electrical parts of it. And then we're going to say that behind the scenes, you know, unseeing it, Pigeon flies into that room, burns up the hat, comes back. You don't know exactly what happened, but you know that he accomplished the job and came back, but he's not going to come back until after your next turn. Okay. Three of those hats are destroyed in the room. Uh, one is is knocked off and damaged slightly. Badass! Badass! So, Phaleon, you get four tokens. Good Boy and Tarquin, you get two tokens. Is there any noticeable difference now that they've not got their hats? They have, like, a bald spot. <laughs> Why don't you roll insight? 21. Before, there seemed, like, a little bit more humanity to them, even though they were like, you know, like, you were able to get their subconscious and hurt their feelings, make them a little self-conscious, but they are actually more ravenous now uh, and less human. Like you, you notice less human movements. Like they're, they're adapting kind of quickly to, to what they are now, which is fridge mimics. I see. So we go back around. Good boy. You did it. Tarquin, you did it. Mercurius, it's your turn. And now that they are ravening monsters, we don't have to worry so much about the moral implications of killing them. Because morals have always held us back before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. There is one, the one that we've been working. Well, seeing as he's right there in front of me, I'm going to give him a smack with the good old fire fan. In one fluid movement, you flick open the fan and then rake it across this mimic's frontal bits. It's fleshy door. All right, I rolled damage for it. I rolled a six. It bursts into flames. It's highly flammable. Burns up right in front of you. Hooray. He's deed. What do you think? Because mimics are fleshy, right? Yeah. What do you think seared mimic tastes like? Chicken, probably. Chicken, probably. Yeah, everything tastes like chicken. Uh, is there anything else you want to do on your turn? I will go ahead and toss my solitary grenade at the second diagonal right one. Uh, 17 accuracy, which... And the D8 is a 7. The D4 is a 3. Those are nice rolls. And that is shock element, which will probably not provide us any bonuses. But No, it doesn't, but they both get hit pretty darn good. Aha. So the one that you mainly hit, that one is looking fairly weak, but also still uh, hungry for your flesh. Rawr. I'm kind of I'm kind of hungry for their flesh too. Turns out they taste Rawr. like chicken. <laughs> Not like that. I mean, oh right, 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 know, right, 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 like right, hungry, right. hungry, <laughs> literally hungry. Okay. Wait, if they're if they're fridge mimics, that does kind of make them like a little bit robot-y? Yeah, appearance wise, right? They look metal, but they're really when you touch it, it's not actually yeah. metal. It's, it's you can fridge. tell it's flesh. <laughs> it's a fleshy door. Remember, I think we said that last. <laughs> the name of my sex tape. Now it is the mimics' turns. The leftmost one moves forward. It's able to move in range. It only has to move two squares. It's moving sluggish, 
but it still gets to chomp at good boy and does 11 points of damage to good boy. The one that is diagonal of Mercurius, that one chomps at him and does 12 points of damage. The one to the right moves a little bit closer and chomps at Phaleon for six points of damage. Lovely. Very nice damage, everybody. Then behind you, you can see the scene playing out. Those two have fully gone up on the platform. The left one chomps down on another guy and he's shooting at him as he's getting eaten. Uh, But he does get eaten and is definitely dead. Uh, And then the guy next, the guard next to that one getting eaten is also shooting at that one. And it's looking pretty bloodied. And then the other two guards, one of them misses. He's so panicked. The other one is shooting, deals some damage, and then Bastion has his pistol out, and he calmly lifts it up, very casually shoots the mimic on their right, and kills it. The thing was healthier than the one on the left, but blasts its fleshy brains out. I don't know where mimic brains are even. Somehow he found it. He knew exactly where it was. Uh, So now there's only one mimic left up there. There's the three guards left, Bastion, and then, of course, the three vault hunters. Uh, and then with that, we go back to Phaleon. Wait, don't I get skipped? N- no, you used your... You were the one that initiated the badass move. I'm, like, really confused with the hats. I don't know. That's fair. Do I know any way to control the hat powers? Is there any powers in the hat, I guess? Uh, roll me an insight. 18. You know, as you're thinking about it and you burned up those hats, you're thinking about the fridge, you know, Frigid and then Friginolds and you're realizing like, oh, Friginolds wore the big hat. Before that, Tank was wearing the big hat. Uh, but once you knocked it off of him, that other mage looking one couldn't perform any sort of magic. Right. You kind of you remember that. And then it went up on. And then all of a sudden the Earth mage turned into a mimic. And then the other ones you saw like. Once the hat was off, they were burned up, they were off or whatever, they became more ravenous as if they were like losing what little humanity they had because they weren't wearing those hats anymore. So you feel like you have the main hat. I'm like surprised they didn't turn into all mini phaleons. <laughs> well, you're not wearing it. No, no, don't put the hat on. <laughs> <laughs> you put it over your face once. I'm very tempted to put it on. No! Don't put it on? I wouldn't, no. I'm trying to control the mimic that's up on the the platform. That's the word. It's like an overseer platform. <sighs> I want to tell the mimic to attack Bastion. Would that work? You can try it. You don't think so, Tarquin? Okay, right. Tank had the big hat on, mm-hmm. and so all the other mages had the same powers as Tank, right? When he didn't have the hat, they lost their powers. The mimic had the big hat on, and they all like they became fridge mimics. So if you put it on, will they not gain your siren powers potentially? Oh, someone else put the hat on. Is there like a pile of shit on the floor that we can put the hat on? Oh, what if I put it on a dead mimic? Ooh, would it become dead? You know what? I'll just let you do it right now. So you're standing there. There's a dead mimic just to your left. It's it's kind of burnt up and everything, but you put it on there and nothing happens. Uh, I'll let your insight roll 
kind of roll, it occurs to you that like, oh, maybe it needs to be like a living thing that needs to wear it. But I could control somewhat, right? If I'm wearing the big hat. Maybe, maybe not. We'll. Uh. I'm not going to spoil anything, but feel free to try it out. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to put the big hat on. Okay. You put the big hat on. Oh, no. I don't know. Have confidence or not confidence. Oh, it doesn't really matter. You know what? Let's roll talk. Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? What do you want to roll? One that I have a bigger number in. You could roll talk or interact. Okay. They're both the same. That's a four. So you put on the hat. Oh, geez. You see the fridge door handles. They get these lavender glowing tattoos on them. Up on the top area, you see that one up there uh, with its lavender tattoo. Is it still a fridge? It's still a fridge. Siren fridge. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fridge, but the door handles on it, like there's like a silver handle on the orange fridge of both the upper and lower part. Those are kind of its arms. The lower handle has the glowing tattoo on all of them. The mimic up on the platform, you see its tattoo starts to glow even brighter. It opens its mouth, its fridge doors, and there's the teeth, tongue coming out of it, and it all just is fire and flames inside there. The fiery tongue, it whips out, it grabs the center guard of the three there, and the guy's burning in the tongue, uh, you know, like, ah, he just grabbed, he can't do anything. The other two are trying to shoot at the tongue and are freaking out. It hits the one to the right of that guard. That guard catches on fire, goes and gets knocked off the platform and he's burning on the ground. The other one, it hits a little bit. He catches on fire, but he's running around and he ends up jumping off of the ledge and into one of the pools of water. And he was on fire and he's now extinguished that, but he's looking pretty burnt and miserable. Well, it's a good thing this is filtration that that guy fell into because that's not sanitary. I bet he's wishing he was in flocculation right now. And then the mimic pulls and eats the one that's inflamed and wrapped in its tongue. And then there's just Bastion and this mimic left up there. Yeah, I done fucked up. Thank you for listening to Friend and Foe Adventure Co. We hope you enjoyed it. Last time it was technically kind of a shorter episode, but then by the time I put in the mid stuff and then the outro and the Q&A, it ended up being pretty much the same as other episodes. I'm pretty sure though that this one was under an hour long, even after all of that stuff is put in, which is why I wanted to put it like just a week away. So now the next episode will come out December 5th in two weeks. And it continues to be a wild one because, wow, that was a weird cliffhanger, huh? Real exciting. If you haven't rated and reviewed us, please help us out. Rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts especially. I'll read out the reviews on here and give you a shout out here. It really does mean a lot to us. And even every time you click share or repost, retweet, whatever you want to call it, uh, we, I really do appreciate it. I love seeing that, especially, you know, especially when we see people we recognize and know in our community. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you. It fills me with such joy seeing that. Mental health wise, I hope you're all doing well. Holidays can be really rough for a variety of reasons, from weather to situation to family. 
there's just a lot going on. And I hope that you know that you're loved and that you absolutely matter. So thank you for listening to the show. But even beyond that, even beyond being a listener, you matter in this world. And I'm glad that you exist. So continue to continue on cope, do what you need to play video games, read a book, listen to audio book, do whatever you need to do to get through those hard times and distract yourself from the stresses because it usually gets better after the new year. So hang in there. We definitely understand. Have a great American Thanksgiving. Even if you're not in America, you know, go and eat some good food. I'm going to, I'm part Native American. So I love cooking up some Native American meat pies. I get some delicious veggies in there and spices and oh it's so good i'm so excited to cook it i'll probably post pictures of it in our discord and on our social media because i love cooking that stuff so with that in mind remember badasses badasses can have their cake and eat it too the hunter i'll watch you back if you watch mine the hunter I'm just going to look at Phelion and be like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to shrug. No, I'm no, no, because me and Phelion have had beef. I'm just going to be like, you tried. It's fine. Don't worry about it. (laughs) That's worse. (laughs) (laughs) A little sticker, you know, on the kid's work. Good effort. (laughs) Almost there, champ. (laughs) Wait a second. Who's going to work for us? If we kill everyone. Well, it's not going to be Matthias. Now hiring for the Montpellier Water Processing Facilier. Send your resumes in.